Greetings, Earthlings and bros. Today I'm back with a review of the microphone that PewDiePie uses, so I have no choice in doing this. Mic review. <laughs> that was so bad. That microphone is the AKG C414XL2. If you are interested in this microphone, it normally costs $1,100, but currently it's on sale for $900. Like always, I'll throw some links down below. And for the majority of this review, I have the microphone connected directly to the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. My gain is set at around 1230, and I will not do any kind of post-processing, but I may boost it in post, so check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did. And in case you're worried about me just running this thing through the Focusrite later, I will run it through a Neve preamp into the Universal Audio X8 interface, so you can hear how it sounds on some higher-end stuff. And now let's talk about what comes in the box, but it's too heavy, I don't want to break everything, so I am not going to throw it. I apologize. As I just alluded to, it does come in this really sturdy metal storage box. Of course, you'll get the microphone, you get a shock mount, a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter, a foam windscreen, a pop filter, a dust cover, and some documentation including measurements of your specific microphone. Then as far as the build quality, the microphone feels extremely well put together. It has an all-metal body as well as a metal mesh grill with a tiny bit of give to it, and I'm not going to squeeze it too much because I don't want to dent it. It weighs in at 300 grams. On the front, you have your polar pattern selection switch to go between all nine polar patterns, and on the rear, you have two buttons. First, a pad switch to add a negative 6, negative 12, or negative 18 dB pad, and a high-pass filter switch to add a 40, 80, or 160 hertz high-pass filter. Then, as far as the specs, this microphone has nine different polar patterns. It has an omni, a wide cardioid, a cardioid, a hypercardioid, and a bi-directional pattern, and it also has all the in-between polar patterns as well. It has a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 33 dB, an impedance of 200 ohms, an EIN of 6 dBA, a max SPL of 140 dB or 150 58 dB depending on what pads you have engaged, and a dynamic range of 134 dB. First thing that I want to do is go through all of the polar patterns on this microphone so you can hear the different tones of each of those patterns. First up, I am on the omnidirectional pattern, and here is how the audio is sounding. Halfway between omnidirectional and wide cardioid, and here is how the audio sounds. Next up, we are on the wide cardioid polar pattern, and here is how the mic sounds. Now we're halfway between wide cardioid and cardioid, and this is the tone of the mic. Now we are on the normal cardioid polar pattern, and here is how the audio sounds. Halfway between cardioid and hypercardioid, and here is how the mic sounds. Now we are on the full hypercardioid polar pattern, and here is how the mic sounds. Second to last, we are halfway between hypercardioid and figure eight polar pattern, and this is how the mic sounds. And lastly, we are on the figure eight polar pattern, and here is how the microphone sounds on this setting. Now I am spinning around the microphone on the omnidirectional polar pattern, so you can hear how the tone of the mic changes as we move around the mic's polar pattern. Next up, we are on the wide cardioid polar pattern, moving to 90 degrees, 
continuing around to 180 degrees, then continuing to the second 90 degree or 270 degree angle, and rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Next, we are on the regular cardioid polar pattern, moving around to 90 degrees, here's how it sounds, continuing around to 180 degrees, the dead area in the back, rotating and continuing to 270 degrees, and then rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Here we are on the hypercardioid polar pattern, moving to 90 degrees, here's how it sounds from the side, continuing to 180 degrees, which does have a lobe of sensitivity, continuing to 270 degrees from the side, and then rotating and ending at the front. And lastly, we have the figure eight polar pattern, moving around to the first dead area at 90 degrees, continuing around to 180 degrees, which has another lobe of sensitivity, continuing around to second 90 degree angle, and rotating and ending at the front of the mic. Now let's test the plosive rejection of this thing, and I will be a little bit gentle with this thing because I don't want to damage it. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone without any high pass filter engaged on the cardioid polar pattern and here is how it sounds. About three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth on the cardioid polar pattern and here is how the audio sounds. One foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the microphone, and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I am typing on a keyboard with Cherry MX Blues to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And for all you elite PewDiePie gamer boys out there, now I am typing on the sad W keys. Here's how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. And here is how the microphone sounds in a completely untreated room with the polar pattern on cardioid and hypercardioid. Now I am right on top of the microphone on the cardioid mode to really accentuate the proximity effect and I will switch on the high pass filters so you can hear how those affect the sound. Right now I don't have any high pass filter engaged. Now I have engaged the 40 hertz high pass filter and here is how the microphone sounds. Next up I've engaged the 80 hertz high pass filter and you can hear it really starts to attenuate that lower end. And lastly, I've engaged the 160Hz high-pass filter, which should roll off a lot of the lower frequencies, and here is how the audio sounds. Now let's go ahead and see how much the provided foam windscreen affects the tone of the mic. So right now, I am 3 inches off of the mic on the cardioid mode, no foam windscreen installed, and here is how the audio sounds. And now I am in the exact same position, but I have installed the provided foam windscreen, and here is how the audio compares. Now let's see how effective the provided shock mount is at rejecting bumps of the desk as well as the boom arm. Now I want to do a very quick comparison between the XL2 and a bunch of other condenser microphones around the same price point so you can hear how it stacks up against its competition. Right now I'm speaking into the C414 XL2 at three inches away and here's how the microphone sounds. First up in the comparison is the SE Electronics SE4400A, which you may think has a very similar form factor to the XL2, but it is at half the price, so $500. I am three inches off of the mic with the exact same gain setting on the cardioid mode and here's how the mic compares. 
Just to make the comparison a little bit easier, I am back on the 414XL2 so you can hear this before we jump to the next mic. Now we have jumped down in price a little bit to the Rode NT1, which is $270. I am three inches off of this mic. It is only a cardioid microphone. Gain said exactly the same, and here is how the audio compares. Back on the XL2 as a palate cleanser before we jump to the next microphone in this comparison. Next up, I am on the new Austrian Audio OC818 in the cardioid polar pattern. No pad, no high pass filter at 3 inches with the exact same gain, and you can see how much I boosted it in the lower third, but here is how the Austrian Audio sounds in comparison to the AKG, which is the company that Austrian Audio folks used to work at. How cool is that? Surprise, surprise, we're back on the XL2 so you can hear this microphone before we jump to the next test. Hey, look at that. The microphones look almost identical. Now I, now I am speaking into the C414 XLS, which is a little bit cheaper than the XL2, but I have it on the cardioid mode, no pad, no high pass filter, three inches off of the mic, exact same gain setting, and here is how the microphone compares to the XL2. How cool. We're back on the XL2 so you can hear how this thing sounds before we jump to another microphone. Now I am speaking into the Neumann TLM-103, which is also around $1,100. I am three inches off of the microphone, exact same gain, and here is how the microphone compares to the XL2. We're back on the XL2 again so you can hear how this sounds before we jump to another mic. And the last microphone in this comparison is the Neumann U87AI, which is $3,200 to $3,600. I have the exact same gain setting at three inches off of the mic, cardioid polar pattern, no pad, no high pass filter, and here is how this microphone compares to the $1,100 XL2. Now so you can get an idea of how a microphone of this caliber performs in a better situation, I am going to run this microphone through the Neve Portico 5017 through the Universal Audio X8 so you can hear how that sounds. But here is a baseline sample of the XL2 3 inches off of my mouth running through the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen and here is how it sounds. And now I have the XL2 running into the Portico 5017 with my gain set at 36 dB. I do not have the high pass filter, the silk circuit, or any of the compressor, compressor, compressor engaged. And that is running line level into the X8. And here is how this microphone and setup sounds compared to something like the Focusrite 18i20. <laughs> Mics all day If I had my way If I could, you know I would Test mics all day But I've got bills I need to pay So I can't 
gotta pay your bills, boy. You can't just play with microphones all day. <laughs> he says, talking into a stupid, expensive mic. I know. I'm a hypocrite. Or whatever. Okay, so I think there is a very good reason why you will find these microphones in studios all over the world. And first up in terms of pros would be the versatility. This thing has nine polar patterns, three different high passes, and three pads, meaning it would be very easy to adjust this mic to fit whatever use case you have. Also, it has an insanely high SPL at 158 dB, and it has a really low self-noise at 6 dBA. I also found the off-axis coloration to be very minimal, and the coloration that was there wasn't really unpleasant, which can be something that's an issue on some lower-end condensers. The build quality on this mic is also absolutely excellent, and the accessories that come with it are top-notch. The shock mount does an excellent job, the pop filter that comes with it does an excellent job, it just comes with everything that you need to get a good recording. And then in terms of cons, if I can be hyper, hyper critical, the upper frequencies aren't the smoothest that I have heard. I would like to have them a little bit smoother, but by no stretch of the imagination is the upper end of this microphone harsh. And now, what are my overall thoughts of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I absolutely loved it on that instrument. I did find between 100 and 200 hertz, there was a bit much going on there, so you could benefit from pulling that down a little bit. But in the top end, I found the boost to add a really nice bite to the overdriven guitar, and when I came in with a lead guitar and started playing towards the top of the neck, it didn't lose that nice bite, but at no time did it become grating or harsh or piercing. It kept that nice tone the entire time. Then on the acoustic guitar, I think it has a really nice amount of weight to it in the low end, but again, between 100 and 200 hertz, I think there's a bit too much going on there and an EQ could really benefit you. But in the top end, it was crystal clear and it had some amazing articulation that I loved on that instrument. Next up, for singing, the main thing that stood out to me was how much clarity and detail the mic had, but it didn't get fatiguing to listen to, and because of that, I really enjoyed it for that application. And lastly, for spoken word, I was a bit surprised to hear how neutral the midsection sounded, especially compared to some of the Neumanns, which have a much more mid-forward sound and have a bit more nasaliness to them. This microphone didn't have that, and it also has a very crisp top end, which makes it very clear what you're trying to say. So if you're looking for a darker microphone, maybe a smoother top end, in my opinion, this microphone isn't going to offer that for you. So would I recommend the AKG C414 XL2? Absolutely I would. These microphones are found in studios across the world for a reason. They are absolute workhorses. Do you need them for gaming videos on YouTube? No, it is absolutely overkill. But if you're making music, I think it is an excellent choice because at least in my limited tests, I found it to work extremely well on everything that I threw at it. So if you need one or two microphones to fill out your microphone locker, I think this is an excellent option. All right, that is going to wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you in the comments down below. What do you think of this microphone? Do you think Felix or PewDiePie is nuts for having it? Or do you think he's a genius? Let me know down below. 
If you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. If you want more videos, subscribe by clicking that logo down beneath me, and don't forget to hit that bell icon if you want to hang out in the Discord server, podcastage.com slash Discord. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button and joining at the $5 tier or higher. It really does help me continue to bring you these videos. Thank you all so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. Bye.